Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the App Man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. All right. Well, everybody, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, I'm with John Samez, the simple programmer, also now the Bulldog Mindset. Um, he is truly self-motivated. He makes no excuses. Uh, he's authored books like Soft Skills, uh, the Software Developer's Life Manual, and the Complete Software Developer's Career Guide. He's focused on helping developers and people just improve their life and get better. And uh help people become more well-rounded. So welcome to the show today, John. Appreciate having you on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks, thanks for the nice intro. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, give the, uh, the listeners just kind of your story of origin, how you got started, and I guess how you kind of got to where you are now. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think it, it starts way back. I was really a really shy kind of introverted person, uh, very out of shape, you know, didn't have... I was very lazy, didn't have very much motivation and whatnot. So, you know, pretty typical, pretty average. I became a software developer that that uh, video games and video game development always interested me. So I ended up going down that road uh, for most of my career. I was a software developer and, you know, I had a pretty good career. I, I did pretty good. I, I was usually, you know, one of the top developers, one of the, the mentors I, I studied and, and read and improved my career. And, but, but nothing, you know, extraordinary really happened until what, uh, what I started was, was my blog, Simple Programmer. And uh, when I started writing on the, in, in the blog, I didn't, I didn't really gain much traction at first. I was just kind of writing articles to just to share my thoughts and, and whatnot. But eventually what ended up happening, I started to get some readership and I started getting like job offers and calls from different recruiters basically saying hey you know we, we've seen your blog and you know kind of uh, you know sometimes even giving me offers like job offers without me having to interview right so uh, I sort of realized there's something kind of going on here you know with this I never thought about you know building a reputation in the software development industry so I started working on on marketing myself and I started appearing on some podcasts and and doing some kind of you know promotion and, and really focusing on that and all of a sudden, all these opportunities started coming my way. So one of them was a company called Pluralsight. And I ended up authoring about 55 courses for them over, over about two and a half years, uh, which put me as like the top author. I think I, I think I still might have more courses than anyone on, on the platform. And that was a huge success for me. And this whole time while I was doing that, I was you know, continuing to build up Simple Programmer, the, the blog, and started to do some YouTube. And I realized that, you know, I, I'd been giving a lot of technical talks and doing a lot of technical stuff, but I started giving a couple of talks at some code camps about marketing yourself as a software developer because I realized that that was something that most developers didn't know how to do. And it was really just boosting my career. Like I was getting job offers. I was making a lot more money, you know, billing ridiculous hourly rates and having people come to me 
And so I, I did a talk on that topic and it really resonated with people. I think like I stayed maybe the first time I gave the talk, like four hours afterwards talking to people. And so that ended up shifting my focus, right? So I started to move Simple Programmer more, even more so into soft skills type of, you know, how to, I built a course called How to Market Yourself as a Software Developer. I uh, started to learn some real entrepreneurship skills as I learned marketing and email marketing and sold that course. And, you know, I think I, I think I made like something like 30 or $40,000 on the launch of that course to a pretty small email list. And so Simple Programmer actually became a business and eventually I ended up quitting my regular job because I was making money from Pluralsight, from the royalties from yeah. there. And my real estate was doing well. So I effectively, you know, kind of retired at, at 32. And then I wrote uh, soft skills and was running Simple Programmer. And, you know, somewhere along the lines, I really got involved in personal development, started reading uh, just a ton of books on, on the subject, went to a Tony Robbins seminar, you know, Date with Destiny. Uh, that was kind of a life-changing experience as well. And, you know, and I had already retired at this point. So I, I was trying to find like a real purpose in life. And, and I found it through, you know, helping other people improve themselves and, 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 and changing myself, right? I, and during this process, I went from, like I said, at the beginning, being this very shy, introverted, lazy person to someone who, you know, is out there putting themselves out there, is running marathons, lifting weights, you know, staying in shape, doing all that stuff and, and, be, and becoming, uh, you know, super motivated, you know, not lazy anymore. And so uh, what I ended up doing was really, you know, doing a lot of YouTube videos. I did uh, start doing two YouTube videos a day and shifting my passion and shifting everything really towards this focus on helping people to go from, you know, what I call now the victim mindset to the bulldog mindset. So right. that's kind of my long ass story of, of how I got to, to where, I, where I am. And there's, you know, a bunch of little side trails along the way but that's what i do now is is i do i run civil programmer i you know have my real estate investment and then i'm building up bulldog mindset now to to appeal to more of the general audience to teach them you know how to become mentally tough how to you know develop motivation self-motivation how to you know become you know stoic in in their uh, in their attitudes and emotions so that they can become stronger they can become better versions of themselves maximize their potential in life that's great, man. And, and, and what I find fascinating about your story is, you know, you, you see a lot of these people and they're like, oh, I was always motivated. I, I was always, you know, a go-getter and everything like that. But your story is fascinating because you weren't. So how did it change? Like what, what changed in your mind? Was it slow? Was it instant? Like how did you go from what you said, a lazy programmer to, to this? I think there were, I mean, there was a few different distinctive points, like in things, you know, one of the ones I can remember pretty far back that sort of put me on this track was I remember waking up one morning and thinking to myself, you know, uh, just these words, why not me? Right. And, yeah. and, and, and the answer was no reason why, like, you know, biologically, I'm a human being. I've got a brain just like everyone else. I've got a body. I can become whatever I want to be. And so I, I sort of developed this idea in my head. I, I had this vision of, the, of who I wanted to be, right? And, and when I say who I wanted to be, I don't mean like someone else. I mean like the version of me that, that I, like the optimal version of me that, that I would want to be. How would I walk? How would I talk? How would I dress? What would I do? What would I say, right? And 
I started pretending to be that person. <laughs> and I, I started, you know, put those shoes on, right? Yeah. And, you know, and, and at first it was somewhat of, of acting, right? But eventually I became that person. Like if you, if you take on that role, you become that role. And so it just really started with that simple realization that I could fake it till I make it. I could, I could pretend, I could assume that I already was what I wanted to be and just play that role in, in life. And then you eventually become that, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, because your, your self image of yourself, of yourself changes and people say, Oh, well, I'm not a runner. Okay. Well, I'm not a runner either. I'm not a distance runner, but you know, I'm running, you know, apparently I am now, but, but start running. If you start running five miles a day and you do that for, you know, six months, guess what you'll be, you'll be a runner. Like, yeah. Like if you just take the action, if you're like, oh, I'm afraid to talk to people, I'm an introvert. Okay, well then fine, go out and start talking to people every day and guess what you'll become? You'll become the, a, a person that is, is not afraid of, of talking to people that doesn't have social. And so it, it's, it really is that, that concept of acting as if. If you act as if you're already what you wanna be, you'll eventually become it because those actions will, you know, your, your subconscious, your, your self, uh, your self reflection of your of yourself will have to conform to what you're actually doing right and, yeah. and so i think that's that that was key for me and then a lot of it ended up being you know I, I i started talking to a lot of successful people when i started out as an entrepreneur and i kept on talking to these you know millionaires and multimillionaires and i would ask them because i was getting really into reading books what what's the number one book that you'd recommend and people kept on saying Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Right. And I had read that book. You know, I'm an I'm an engineer by by trade, like I analytical mind. I tossed that thing into the heap. I was like, what what is this crap? Like he healed his son's hearing by wishing that it would happen. Like right, right. I'm like, this is like bull crap. What what is this crap? Right. Uh, but people kept on saying it, right? So I'm like, all right, fine. You know what? These these people are super successful. And you know, I just have this philosophy in life, it's like, you know, a, if, if someone's super successful, there has to be a reason, right? It's, it's usually not luck. Like there's usually, and, and if multiple people that are super successful, like I can, I can take the viewpoint in life that, oh, they're idiots. These people are dumb. But, you know, when you see people that are on TV, you see people that are making money, you see people like, it's easy for us to be sitting in our, in our armchair, you know, in the armchair quarterbacking and saying, oh, what an idiot. I would do things different. But usually they're pretty damn smart. Like usually there's some reason why they've been successful. Right. And so I said, okay, you know, and, and here's the thing about, about being ignorant. You can never know you're ignorant because by definition, ignorance <laughs> means, right? right. right. So yeah. if there's someone smarter than me that knows more than me, that's wiser than me, I'm always going to think that I, that they're dumb and I'm smart. And that's what ignorance is. That's the definition. Right, so you right. can never be aware of your own ignorance. You, so, so I just, I just go with the assumption of someone's making more money than me. If they're more successful than me, then regardless of what I think they I'm, I'm likely, I could be in the ignorant situation. So I should explore what they're saying. Right. So yeah. that finally convinced me. I said, okay, I'm going to read this thinking or rich book and, and give it a real shot. And you know, it, it really changed my life. Like it, it really, like it changed my perspectives. I started following and, 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 you know, practicing some of this stuff that I would have called woo woo crap. And I was happier. I was more fulfilled and I was just hitting home runs left and right. And so I started reading a lot of books 
you know, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell That's Mollis. a great book. That's a great yep. book. Excellent book. Excellent book. Um, you know, another big one that changed my life was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. You know, I should become an avid reader of all these, uh, these As a Man Thinketh, you know, uh, by Seth Abel and, and uh, or, or James, uh, James Allen. James Allen. Yeah. And, you know, all, all of these like really kind of classical book that a lot of salespeople <laughs> actually, you know, read, uh, right. but they're, they're good. They're really, really good books. And it started changing my perspective. Uh, I started reading Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, and that convinced me to go to, uh, to the Day with Destiny seminar, which I thought was ridiculous, crazy when I first showed up there again, you know, but again, giving it the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, it's, it's those things that really kind of changed my life. Uh, you know, even, even books, you know, uh, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, uh, you know, the, the, these kind of things. And it, it really just like uh, had, a, had a huge effect on me. And I started, you know, reforming myself from the inside out. I started going after and conquering my fears. You know, I, I, at one point I was, I was definitely afraid to like fly in airplanes or go on roller coasters. And I, I started to realize that, that, you know, you have to have courage that 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 fear doesn't go away instead you have to choose to adopt courage and so i started living my life that like that way i started to basically develop this philosophy in life that said that look you know what i'm gonna live my life and i'm gonna take the risks involved with doing that and if i die i die like i'm not gonna try and you know do everything i can to preserve and make myself safe i'm gonna take some risk and, and put myself out there to live life more full uh, because that's because that's a better way to live your life in, in general and so that you know all that kind of culminated to to bringing me to that shift uh, and completely changed me right I mean, i'm a totally different person than i was say 10 years ago yeah and it must be a trip to to see yourself on video like so far back on youtube and then oh yeah you know from where you are like it's a trip for me to see it with you i'm like holy cow this is a completely different dude and you know as a software engineer of all the years when i was working in corporate and stuff and i would work with all these guys you know these other developers and i always said i wasn't the greatest developer in the world but i had i had a skill of actually closing and finishing like everything i did like yeah. anything I started, I actually finished and I, and I do, always delivered on time. And the other developers were kind of, sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. They never really seemed to be going for anything extra in their life. And sometimes they would look at me and go, well, how can I do this? You know, what can I do? How can I do more? And it's interesting. I was, I, I think it was you. I heard it from like an hour at a time. Is, is, was that your saying? Like, did you say you wrote the book or you did something an hour at a time or every day you took like two hours out of your day to do something extra? Yeah. Yeah. And so let me ask you this though. What do you think is the difference like between a, a just a, a regular developer and a really great developer? Hmm. That's a good question. What, what do I think the difference is? I think, you know, I think the difference is is probably it, it doesn't come down to i mean it, it comes down to how much how much you practice how much effort that you put in like how how far are you willing to go and and really as far as as far as coding skills but but in general like you know as far as success in your in your career i think it, it's what else you know right it's always like and that's, that's kind of the things that that i that I always are the, the one of the reasons why i made simple programmer 
to what it is, is because I strongly feel that it's the soft skills that are way more important, right? It's like right. anybody can code. In fact, you know, the thing is today with the kind of global economy that we have, I can hire a coder out of India or China or Russia that can code circles around the average developer like in, in the US here. That, yeah. you know, whereas they're gonna charge 10 or $15 an hour and, and they're gonna be a better coder than someone who charges $100 an hour. Now, the, the difference is, is a lot of times the communication. You know, a lot of times those, those guys won't think for themselves. They won't solve problems themselves. They'll just do what they're supposed to do. And you have to give them very clear, explicit instructions. But the reason why I use that example is, is not to knock either party. It's just to say that the thing that makes you valuable as a developer today is the, the soft skills, is the communication skills, is the ability to think for yourself, is the ability to present your ideas to other people. You know, it's all of these type of things that to build a market and sell yourself and sell your ideas, right? It's all these other type of things that are way more critical than the ability just to write code because there's a lot of people that can, you know, writing code used to be this really high level skill, but right. it's really more of a, a commodity now. And, and the real skill is, is being that, that well-rounded person. And, and also, you know, the, the person who develops themselves in the other areas, who develops their motivation, their mental toughness, right. And, and is working on those, those things, uh, their, their self-discipline, they're going to be better at whatever they do. So they're gonna be intrinsically a better coder because when things get hard, they're gonna push through. When things get hard, they're gonna look and they're gonna find solutions to problems. They're gonna think outside the box, you know, to use a cliche. They're gonna be able to get other people to help them communicate their ideas, you know, share that and, and, and have you know, a lot more success because they're, they're gonna become unstoppable, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and resourcefulness, you know, it's, it's one of the best skills there is out there, just being resourceful, coming up with new, you know, creativity, whatever they are. Um, what, um, did, did you always have a, a strong opinion? Like, how did you, how was, when you first started out, did you always have a strong opinion on your videos and your blogs and things like that? Or did that kind of develop over time? So, so it's kind of weird. I've, I've definitely had Somewhat of a strong opinion. Like I've had for a long time, the philosophy of 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 strong of opinion, strong opinions loosely held, right? Is is, is something uh, that a phrase that I use all the time. That which basically means that like in, until you convince me otherwise, I'm going to preach what I think is true, like it's the truth, right? Yeah. But if you convince me otherwise, I'll you know in the middle of an argument, I'll say you know, you're actually right, right? Because, because <laughs> I'm willing to do that because right. I'm going to have that because if you can't speak with conviction, I, I don't care how great your ideas are. No one's going to follow you, right? Uh, in fact, you can have horrible ideas and speak with conviction and you're going to get a, a lot more of a, of a following, you know, and, and people will, will follow you to the ends of the earth. I mean, look at, there's a lot of historically bad leaders you know uh you know consider hitler and you know and you know not to not to bring things back to right. the Nazi, they, but, had, they did have followers right or, but yeah but you know hitler stalin like all these guys you know full pot like uh, they they it wasn't that they just ruled by fear 
they had people that were their diehard diehard follower fans and, and their ideas were were pretty shitty ideas right if, if you think about it but they, they spoke with conviction uh so you know and i always i talk about like the, the difference between leadership and manipulation is who it benefits but it's the same skill yeah same exact skill, right so so you know to not to go too far into the rabbit trails there but but essentially i i think you know you you want to have really really strong convictions when you speak right if you if you believe this thing uh even but 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 be willing to be convinced otherwise so but when i did start out writing blog posts and doing youtube videos i didn't always present i was a little bit cautious right so i yeah. might have a strong opinion about how some code should be written and whatnot but uh, but I didn't really present it. Like I was afraid of, of offending people or, 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 you know, crossing the line in, in some area politically and whatnot. And, and what I started to realize was that w what happens when you do that is you get a bunch of lukewarm followers that are not really hot or cold about you. Uh, it's better to polarize your audience, right? So it's better to be what you want to be and to alienate a lot of people and have people hate you. And, but at the same time, you're going to have people that just love you and, and love what you're saying and they're on, on your ship. And, and if you look at it, you know, I, again, I, I don't want to like delve into politics. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, I use Trump as a great example because love him or hate him. I, I don't, I don't really care what, what, you know, what people think, but he, he proved that polarizing your audience is a great idea. Right, it, like as far as as gaining popularity. Again, I'm not gonna you know, make a political statement. You can you can love him or hate him, but you can't argue against his results, right? I mean, he right. he, he definitely proved that like saying controversial shit and and polarizing audience where people love you and people hate you is a very very effective strategy because there's a lot of people that played the neutral card, and where did it get them? It didn't get them. It didn't get, people didn't hate them, but it, it didn't get them anywhere. And so it's just a good strategy in life. And, and, you know, you think about it, I was, I was talking to someone, uh, you know, there, there's a really good book actually that, that really capitalizes on this idea called anti-fragile uh, by uh, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Tlaib. I, I can never get his three names in the right order, but yeah. anyway, anti-fragile, he also wrote black swan, uh, which was also a really good book, but, he, he, this anti-fragile concept is essentially this idea that like, you know, you want to become, or you want to look for things that are anti-fragile, which means that chaos and disorder and like time and all the things that would destroy something that's fragile actually make, make you stronger. Right. So, you know, our, our, our calluses on our hands, right. That's right. an example of that are just living organisms in general. Right. Usually they become stronger as an adaptation to harm as long as the harm is not too great. Right. And so, that's the kind of person that 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 you you want to become and and being polarizing and strongly expressing your opinions makes it so right uh, and, and so you know i was talking to someone and we we're discussing this idea of like you know what you can get away with and and we've all got that friend you know that one friend jack and and he says just some fucked up shit like you're like oh man what a misogynist thing to say but but it's just it's just jack jack can say that, <laughs> that. it's jack you know and you want to be that guy. You want to be the jack guy. You don't want to be the pious priest guy that, uh, that you know, that's, 
you, you have some skeletons in your closet and then it's you you haven't even done any major offense you did some some little little thing and all of a sudden oh man you're you're slapped with all, all kinds of me too's and all this stuff and like like you're you're now this horrible person because you represented something that that, that you weren't right it'd be right. It's better to be bold to be out there you can get away with a lot more stuff people will accept you they'll some people will hate you yes but more people will love you and you'll grow a better and bigger audience in the long run by, by doing that and people will trust you because the thing about jack the reason why you know bob says something and everyone's like, I can't believe you said that, Bob. That is so offensive. I am so offended right now. And yeah. Jack says the same exact thing. And they're like, ah, oh, that's Jack. Ah, oh, that's funny. He's making a racial joke. You know, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever he does. The reason why he gets away with that is because he's being authentic all the time. He's genuine. Like, you know that he doesn't mean harm. You know that he's just expressing himself and he's just being who he is and he's not trying to hide it. And he's not the best guy in the world and he's got faults, but we all have faults and we can relate to Jack and, and we, we can empathize with Jack and, and we're okay with Jack. But we're not okay with Bob because Bob is, is, is hiding it. And so, right. Yeah, so that's my long answer to your to your question. No, I love that because it's you know it, it's it's actually one of the things I see in you. I see you as a strong personality, but I don't see you as like a dick or anything like that. I just see you as a guy that has an opinion. It's a good opinion, and if uh, like you said, you're you're if if I can change your thought process a little or bring up a point, you're like, oh, I never thought of that. I could actually you're you're flexible enough to change your opinion, but you have an opinion, right? Right. So it's always great. Um, I'll just get one last question in and then we'll wrap it up. Do you ever run out of topics? How do you come up with ideas? You know, like sometimes I'm like, I want to make a video, but I don't really have anything to talk about. Like, do you ever find yourself in this or are you just like at a point now where you're just rolling all the time? There's always something. There's always something to talk about. I mean, there's, there's different things you can do to, to come up with ideas. I typically have like a Trello board that has like tons of ideas on it. Yeah. People ask me questions. I can, always answer a question i read typically like two to three books a week because i'm listening to audiobooks at like 3x speed and i'm running like 50 miles a week so i get plenty of time to listen to audiobooks and there's so many ideas percolating it, I, I think the biggest thing is having a good inflow if you have a good inflow hmm. you'll have a good outflow so if you're consuming you know information having dialogues with people Right. And, and even just just spending time and thought. Right. A lot of my philosophies in life and the things that I that I've kind of discovered have come from me just sitting down and really like, you know, doing the whole philosopher thing and, and thinking, thinking deeply about about things. Right. And so there, there, there's virtually no topic that that someone could come up with that I don't have like a, a real well rehearsed answer. To, right. to, to the question because I've thought so much about it, right? I've, I've talked about this thing. So yeah, for, for, for me, a, a lot of it is, is just, you know, and, and sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to record some videos and I'll just think of, of, of some kind of topic. Uh, and, and, and to some degree, you know, it, it comes down to because I must, right? Because when I am on the schedule of recording two videos a day, I need to record two videos. So I have to come up with something and so that necessity is that, is that what you're committed to two videos a day is that basically what you do yeah yeah i'm i'm sort of all i've been altering things a little bit but i did two videos a day for like the last three years and i started doing one video a day 
but I'm going back to two now. I was kind of experimenting with that to see if that would actually work better. But I may start buffering things. I am thinking about doing like all the videos on one day now. We'll see. I kind of like doing the two videos a day when I was doing it every single day, just because you know I'd have different ideas. I'm walking down the street and, and whatnot, but I'm I'm working on some some with running multiple brands now. I feel like I might need to start to <laughs> do more more batching there, but we'll, we'll see. But I mean, you just like build the discipline for it, right? So you're you're it's kind of like going to the gym or whatever. It's just exactly yeah yeah. That's cool. Well, hey, John, I really appreciate uh, you being on the podcast today. Uh, how can people get in touch with you, uh, see you, get more of you, find out yeah. more? Yeah, the best thing right now is go to my YouTube channel, Bulldog Mindset, or you can go to bulldogmindset.com because that's the, the brand that I'm building up. Obviously, you know, if you're a programmer, go check out Simple Programmer. I'm still around there. You, I mean, you'll, you'll find me there. My Most of my new content is is with the bulldog mindset brand so yeah either either place there is, is is good cool well i highly recommend it i mean check it out there's like i said there's a lot of different stuff out there that you're giving to people and i really enjoy what you do around just the opinions and the personal motivation the way you i mean the thing i love about you is you're living it you know you're not just the guy saying hey go out and you got to try harder you got to do this you're actually doing stuff you're challenging yourself every day and uh, i appreciate that so uh, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks cool. for having me. All right.